0: Welcome back, everybody, to the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, technician sports editor Camden Spate. I'm assistant sports editor Jake Hacovarro. And I'm video editor Jalen Harrington. So welcome back to another football episode. I think we are skipping the Olympic sport podcast this week because, you know, timing just didn't work out for our scheduling. But we're back with more football like everybody loves. So... Um, we're going to get into that and the whole Ball State game. Um, that was a very interesting game. And previewing next Sat- or this Saturday's game at Florida State with a special guest. So look forward to that. But first, like we will start every episode, we're going to talk about something from the sports world. And um, I'm going to shout out Scott Van Pelt on this one because I stole it from him. I watched last night. I think it was last night, maybe the night before, whatever it was. But we're going to talk about some rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. And I specifically want to talk about Daniel Jones, who obviously played at Duke. Giants picked him in the first round, pretty high up there, whatever it was, sixth overall or whatever it was, but a lot of people weren't happy and a lot of people did not think he was that good. He came in yesterday. He went 23 for 36, 336 yards and threw two touchdowns and ran for two and ran for two. That's right and like Scott Van Pelt was saying on his show Kyle Allen from at with the Panthers except him in Cam Newton's spot he had a massive game uh, this past weekend i think he had four touchdowns and he's kind of i you know came out of nowhere he, he was at Houston in college he was i think originally at Oklahoma behind Kyler Murray so he transferred from there went to Houston you know really quiet came quietly came into the NFL and now he's starting and um he's doing well. So first, can I get your guys take on Daniel Jones and the whole he was drafted too high and a lot of people were upset about it.
1: Well, I thought he was drafted too high too at the time, but then like since f- from the very first preseason game, he's he's been electric. Like all four preseason games, he was great. He was so noticeably better than Eli Manning. He looked like an actual quarterback like very first time I w- that I was watching him, I don't remember who they were playing. The Giants were playing in the first preseason game, but he went something like on the very first drive, something like six for six for like seventy yards and a beautiful touchdown pass, back shoulder, I think it was the right corner of the end zone. And I was like, wow, that's not like bad quarterbacks don't have those drives. Like even a bad quarterback's touchdown drives has a throw or two where you're like, ooh, what was that? Like he was awesome. I think that game he went like eleven for thirteen, something around there. Then he just kept being good. And then, so you take it with a grain of salt because it's the preseason, and a lot of times you can look good in the preseason, and then it doesn't really translate to real regular season of football. Then he steps right in, and is awesome. He lost two fumbles, but I think ball security like that comes with age. Like your first time in, you don't know exactly when when to protect the ball, when to just go down in the pocket. You sometimes you try and make things, you make plays last a little too long, but ran for two touchdowns threw for two touchdowns actually gave the giants a real offense not an eli manning offense where it's either a dump off to saquon barkley or a run to saquon barkley Um, who's now hurt who's now which is not going to be good for daniel Mm, jones but not at all though he did he was awesome in the second half which was when saquon was out for most of the game and then ran for the game winning touchdown on fourth down like Kid's good. Like I just I think he's just a good quarterback. Like six seemed too high, but if he's a real franchise quarterback and is going to be the starter for ten to fifteen years, looks, six is perfect. He
0: looks so comfortable, and that was the thing I was watching that game. You know, part of that game, obviously it was a one point win over the Buccaneers, but he looked so comfortable. He looked very Manning-esque in a way, just the way he stood in the pocket and was able to deliver the ball. But when he took off running, he was fast. I I don't remember exactly when the when this play was, but I remember him rushing for a first down when they really needed it, and he took off. He looked like a dual threat quarterback. Jamie, oh, yeah. Do you have any hot take on
2: well, dual threat ho- quarterback? Say, hold on, hold <laughs> on, hold on <laughs> one second. Daniel Jones more with dual threat than Matt
1: McKay. I'm gonna say something to back up what Camden just said. Uh, <laughs> NFL's next gen stats came out. And of all the quarterbacks uh, that ran the ball at all, Daniel Jones had two of the four fastest runs, clocked in, at, I think it was right about 20 miles per hour. He was, it was something like, he was like 20.12 miles per hour on his fastest, and Lamar Jackson's fastest run was like 20.3 something. So wow. he was Dual equivalent threat. of <laughs> Lamar Jackson running. But what were you going to say about how he's kind of like a white Matt McKay?
2: Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no. I think Matt McKay wishes he was a black <laughs> Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I'm not. I'm not
2: sold on Daniel Jones. I think we also have to remember he led this amazing comeback against the Buccaneers, who suck. Um, I think, yeah, he looked decent. You know, he was all right. Um, That's all you got. He looked he, decent. He was all right. He he was all right. What
1: great throw did he make? He actually made seven. He made seven. No, I'm just th- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he did. He had an um, a, a beautiful throw to Sterling Shepard for a touchdown a right corner. It was the. Kind that, of between the the two pilots on the right. That was a – yeah, if that ball's anywhere else, it's either picked off or it's out of bounds. That was an amazing throw. That was a right. – He got hit on that throw, too. That was the eye right one. <laughs> that, <laughs> that Daniel Jones looks like a stud. Yeah, I, think, uh,
0: I think he's here to stay. I, he looks good. I,
2: I disagree. I think Mitch Trubisky had a similar game last year where people were like, oh, Mitch is good. They've got their quarterback in the future. We you see don't, where You don't he think is Mitch now.
0: is going to come back and, and put something together?
1: Absolutely not. He looked
0: good in Monday night game. Yeah. No,
1: Mitch isn't good. He's just not a good quarterback. Oh, this is his third year. If, if it doesn't happen now, when's it gonna happen? We only had one out, year by in By the way,
2: against the Skins, the only reason why they won was because they had twenty one points off of turnovers. Yeah, Case Keenum turned the ball over five times. Also, yeah.
1: this is this doesn't have anything to do with Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen, so I'm sorry. But how about Case Keenum? thinking on fourth and one that he was at the goal line and just had to stick the ball over yeah. the first down mark and that would automatically be first down. Sticks weird. it over and the ball just get pu- gets punched out and it's a turnover. Like, yeah. buddy, he, he you still have to finish the play when
0: you're not at the goal line. I <laughs> didn't understand the jump at <laughs> the first place. He no. reached over and I'm like, you better hold on to that. Yeah. And then he didn't. And then they turned yeah. it over. It's Case like Keenum he thought was he was at the goal line. not a dual threat quarterback. No, I,
1: Wow, that... that I I just started laughing at my TV screen. I couldn't believe I just saw that.
2: No, no. what I will say is we've got a couple weeks where the Giants will be without Saquon. I'll see what he
0: does then. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. What do you you think uh, we see Ryan Finley at any time? No. Andy Dalton hasn't necessarily looked sharp. He went 20 for 36, 249, a touchdown and two picks against Buffalo. Buffalo is three enough. Really good defense, too. Really good defense. Buffalo is pretty good.
1: I, I think Dalton does enough and has enough weapons around him that he can keep him in games, and I don't think they'll mess with that. And I don't think they have, like, they didn't draft Ryan Finley to, like, be the starter. Yeah. I mean, like, fourth-round picks, you draft, like, the Panthers drafted Will Greer in the fourth round, and they just had, Cam Newton was hurt for a game, and Will Greer didn't even start. Yeah. So, like, I, I think the soonest we'll see Finley, like, actually start, start is maybe end of next year if Andy Dalton continues to play poorly, but. Because,
0: I mean, the Bengals are 0-3, if that continues, like, you might as well change something. I don't know whether that's necessarily the quarterback or not, but also, um, really, really quickly,
2: I do want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Did y'all see um I think his name is Derek King from Houston? Uh yeah. D'Eric.
1: D <laughs> Eric. D D, okay. D-, D- comment I- to the top, Eric
2: with a Q. I wasn't sure though. It could be Derek or D Eric. It could be either one, and it's I would D-Eric. not be surprised. But he's red shirting the rest of this year. He's a starting quarterback. He's that's great, right. I he's saw just, that. He's just registering the rest of the year. He's like, no, we're tanking. Him yeah. and another wide receiver that I'm assuming is good. They're like, yeah. nah. Both
1: of them, their senior years, don't want to waste their senior years. So, so they're just waiting for what they assume is going to be a better team next year? Well, yeah, I guess. that's crazy. And Derek King's dad said in the media that he was transferring. Then Derrick yeah. King denied that. So right. In, my guess is that means he is going to end up transferring, but King wanted to tell his team and everything first. Yeah. But I, I don't know how I feel about that because – I'm always like empower the players like you're football you're pretty much putting your life on the line every time you play we've we've seen how that works with football so like I think football players should be able to do what they want to do but at the same time like you are the quarterback of the team so if the team isn't playing that well a lot of it is on you like I think quarterbacks lead the team for the most part it's hard for a team to play really good with a bad quarterback and it's hard for a team to play really bad with a good quarterback
2: right yeah, but at the same bad. time I do enjoy the idea of college football tanking I enjoy
1: that, but just there is no such thing. There is no college. What football are they tank. tanking There's just college football playing bad. Because no. the whole idea of tanking is you tank for a higher draft pick. In college football, if well, you're tanking, you recruits just, aren't going to want to go to you. Well, you <laughs>
2: can just tank as in like wait, let the young guys get experience and then come back next year and be like, hey, but we the, have all this experience, we have stars that we're going to be t- better. But that's not that's tanking. tanking that's individual
0: tanking. Yeah, but because when
2: Houston th- has two guys, two good players redshirt, I think that that's intentional from Dana saying, hey. We're gonna let the season be a wash,
1: but next year, well, I don't think be dangerous. I don't think I, 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 don't think it was Dana Holgerson's decision. Like I, I think he was kind of given an ultimatum by the players. Like, hey, because Dana Holgerson wouldn't have like he's coaching. I mean, in essence, college football coaches, unless you're Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney, you're coaching for your job every year. I don't know. I don't know. He's a first year hire.
2: Every coach is allowed to have a bad first year.
1: That's
0: enough of this. we gotta we gotta get to NC State, all right? because that's what we're here for. <laughs> I love this conversation, and I think it goes to Oklahoma. but um, <laughs> we'll 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 Next save that dis- winner. we will we'll, we'll save that discussion for another time. But we're ten minutes in. Let's talk about NC State. So ball state game, it it just nest- didn't necessarily look pretty. They got the win. Dave Dorn said it didn't look pretty. But McKay didn't really look quite really really good at all in the first half at least. And then Hawkman came in for a series, threw a pick, although it wasn't his fault. McKay came back in, played a little better. Takeaways from that game, Jalen? It wasn't pretty is the takeaway. Like
2: there's, there's not much else. Um, you know, Matt played badly. Um, Bailey came in. Matt had one good drive. He ended the half with 174 passing yards. He ended the game with 175 passing yards. That's not exactly what that.
0: that's not exactly what you'd love to see. No. And, and it seemed like the second half it originally it seemed like they played a little bit better at the start of the second half. So I don't know how he we only went up one passing yard.
2: Well, that's the thing. If you look at the two scores that NC State had in the second half, both came from special teams. You've got uh, Thayer's turn yeah. return for a touchdown. You've got Matt McKay's run, which came off of a blocked punt, which got them inside the 10-yard line off yep. the bat. You know, this team is really struggling in the passing game. And rushing, you know, they're pretty decent, but passing is just ugly.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at their second half, like their second half drives, they go three and out, three and out, turnover on downs, punt, interception, Touchdown, fumble, end the game. Yeah, that's not very good against a defense that was letting up over thirty-five points per game. Two bad teams. Yeah, that's that's just not that's not good. That that's the <laughs> most simple way and, I can put that. And <laughs> Zonovan Knight
0: didn't play the second half. He was injured, hamstring injury. We don't know how serious that is. If you know, unless I'm wrong about that, because Doran won't talk about injuries. We don't.
2: All we know is that he is expected to be available. Okay. So we don't know how much, but they will try to get
0: him to play. Um, In the meantime, with him out, Ricky Person had 17 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. But like you said earlier, it was really a special teams that won the game. And that was after special teams
2: arguably lost in the game against West Virginia. So right. it was good to have them come back and have a really good game.
1: Yeah, it was really nice for Thayer too because he's been, I think it's safe to say that like every time he's gotten a chance this year, he's done. So, he's done really well, but he's been... I don't. I th- I guess I could say he's been underutilized. Like it, it, against West Virginia, he had he threw a touchdown pass and he caught a touchdown pass, but that was it. Like I. I don't think he had very many targets. Like and Matt McKay does tend to look more towards Emeka Messi than anyone else, obviously. But I feel like they don't use Thayer enough. Like he's he's very athletic. He's shifty. He he's not easy to tackle. He he's not blazing fast and he's not the quickest person ever. But he's like slippery. He do, he doesn't always go down instantly. And it was nice to see him like be able to showcase that. It was, what, like, I think a 76-yard punt return for a yeah, touchdown? Yeah, it was 70-something. Yeah. yeah, it was, and he looked good. He cut left initially, started taking it left. Defenders came on. I mean, there was a big hole to the right side. He cut to the right and then pretty much just took off. And I think gone. I'd agree.
0: I don't think – I think he's underutilized as well. I think I'd agree with that because it seems like when, when he gets the ball, he makes the play. Yeah. You know, whether it's coming over the middle, you know, he's really athletic, like you said. He'll jump up and get it. His punt returning has been really good. So – I think there's other ways to get him the ball, and this NC State offense needs to get him and its playmakers the ball. But the let's talk about the defense. The defense really got killed by the pass. It was able to stop the run. You know, I don't remember exactly how many rushing yards, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah, it was 84. 84. But passing yards, 333 passing yards, and the Ball State quarterback threw 57 times.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'll say something about that. Is they, they definitely, like, Gross numbers-wise, they let up a lot of passing yards, but on 57 attempts, that's less than 6 yards per attempt. That's really good, especially for a, a bad, I I guess I, I would say below average NC State secondary. <laughs> holding a team, and Ball State throws the ball pretty well, holding them to less than 6 yards per attempt is pretty good, but you still don't like to see 333 passing yards allowed. Like, that that's tough, especially when you play teams like that are gonna throw the ball a lot. Like Wake Forest is gonna throw the ball a lot. Like Ball State threw the ball a lot. Syracuse is gonna throw the ball a lot. Like you gotta be able to limit that. You gotta be, able, or at least force more turnovers or something. But get off the field.
2: Yeah, I mean the secondary is really struggling with Nick McLeod still out. Um, he's been out mm-hmm. since the first game of the year. And I was really surprised by Chris Ingram. You know, he had nine tackles, had an interception. He responded well in moments of need for NC State. But if I could look forward to Florida State really quickly, Tamari and Terry absolutely lit up Chris Ningham last year for like 200 yards and three touchdowns. So not the best, uh, you know, matchup al- there.
1: It's also not great. Y- usually you want your team's leading tackle tacklers to be linebackers because that pretty much means it's either you're stopping the run or it's a short pass. It- it's a four yard pass that the linebackers are closing in on. But Tanner Engel had 11 tackles and Chris Ingram had nine tackles. And when your DBs, when you have your, when you have two DBs combining for 20 tackles, that means they're testing you a lot. Which means one of two things: either you're just getting beat, or the team that you're playing doesn't think that you can stop them. And if Ball State. Doesn't think that NC State can stop him. Imagine what that's a Dabo Sweeney is thinking that's and Trevor Lawrence problem. is thinking looking at them. They're
2: him. gonna have a field day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like it, they did. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you'd yeah. like to see so, someone like We Seuss. You lead don't the team really want to see the DBs or, leading them in tackles because that's what that usually means is when a defensive back, the only time they really make a tackle is on a catch.
0: So let's let's talk about this Florida State game because Florida State just beat Louisville 35-24, lost to Virginia 31-24. You know, Florida State in the last couple of years hasn't been necessarily as strong. NC State beat them pretty good last year at home. So what are we expecting out of this Florida State team, you, Jalen? Florida State has the talent, and at any time
2: they can beat you. And I wouldn't expect NC State to walk into Tallahassee and come out with a victory after what they did at West Virginia, who's the worst team, you know?
0: And the running game, obviously led by Akers.
2: Yeah, Cam Akers is a really good back, um... NC State has stopped the run decently. Um, I think their run defense has been a little worse than last year's, though. So I'll be surprised to see how the three-three-five holds up against Cam Akers.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's been like kind of a tale of two cities. They, You look at West Virginia, who's averaging like their running backs are averaging something around .8 yards per carry. And then we let up, I think, over 200 yards rushing or near 200 yards rushing to West Virginia. That's not gonna fly against Florida State. Cam Akers will run for two hundred yards in a few carries if you're if you're too porous like that. But if they turn it on the way they did against ECU and holding Holton Aylers or the way they they did against Western and just shutting down the whole team, if if the run defense is strong like that and Florida State has to throw the ball with one of either James Blackman or Alex Hornibrook depending on who gets a start, if Blackman can go or not, then I think that's how you beat Florida State, obviously. And it's easier said than done. Like Cam Akers is a top ten player in the country for a reason. He's really good. But if the run defense is strong and you take away Florida State's right hand, then you see then that that's how you beat him. Like Doran said,
0: um Akers will run you over and he will make you miss. So it's going to be a big test for this Hennessy State defense to stop just him alone and, you know, not to mention the entire offense for Florida State.
2: And you could run into a scenario where the defense has a good game and NC State still loses because the offense is such a question mark. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, if the defense holds Florida State to under 21 points, you know, you should think, hey, offense, you got to win me this game. Get me Absolutely. 28. And I don't trust NC State to get 28 points against good competition. I just I can't with this passing attack.
0: So with that, we're going to move to our guest today, and we're going to bring him in by phone. All right, guys. Now we are joined by Brett Rutherford from V Eight
2: Nine Sports of Florida State. Brett, how's it going?
3: It's uh, going pretty well, you know. Right in the, in the heart of football season, so that's always a fun time in Tallahassee, as I'm sure it is, and up in Raleigh.
2: And how are Florida State feeling? Are uh, Florida State fans feeling about Willie Taggart now that he's in his second year, four games in?
3: Uh well, Willie Taggart. I think I think you've got a large a large portion of the fan base that. Has been and still is kind of out on Willie Taggart already. It was a really rough year last year for Florida State. Only won in five games. Missing a bowl game for the first time in forever. And it hasn't been the best of starts this year. You'll lose at home against Boise State and on the road um, against Virginia. So I think there's a large portion of the fan base that is already hashtag Taggart out. Uh, It's kind of what what we've seen thrown around on Twitter. But I do think there is a group of fans that understand that the situation that he inherited at Florida State from from Jimbo Fisher's administration was a real tough one, and it's something that he is going to have to take a lot of time to turn around. And personally, in my opinion, I think he is turning it around. Um, so I, I think it's going to take some time. He's definitely going to be in the job for the rest of this season, and, and most, almost, all, almost certainly all of next season. Uh, and from what we've seen
2: the past couple of weeks, I think he is making some positive strides. Now, you mentioned a couple of disappointing losses to begin the year, uh, but you also beat Louisville by 11 points. Who have been the bright spots of this offense and defense?
3: Oh, the, the bright spot has been Cam Akers far and away. He's got 499 yards on the ground so far this year and, and, uh, and six touchdowns. He's been amazing. He has been the star that I think a lot of Florida State fans and a lot of people that have covered this team. I've expe- been expecting him to be had a, a really rough year last year behind what was probably the worst offensive line in the power five. But this year he's really turning it on. And he had another really great game against Louisville. And the only problem is that Florida State kind of has to rely on him. Last last week he had 29 touches against Louisville when the backup running back only had uh, four carries. So I think that's something that Florida State's going to have to adjust a little bit, kind of take a little bit of the weight off his shoulders.
2: Now, one way to do that would be by throwing more with the quarterback. James Blackman is out for this game, right?
3: Uh, well, he hasn't been officially ruled out by the team, but based on you know how that injury looked last week and and what we've heard out of practice, it's going to be Alex Hornibrook um, under center this week. Mainly just because you know Florida State's got a bye week next week, so if you give Blackman a week off, that gives him two weeks to try and recover before uh, the team travels to play Clemson. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, all indications are saying that Alex Hornybrook uh, will be starting on Saturday.
2: And what does he bring to the table at quarterback? Oh, it's, it's, it's a really small sample
3: size so far. So this this past game against Louisville was the first time we saw Alex Hornybrook in a Florida State uniform. Obviously, he played his first three years of college football at the University of Wisconsin behind what is perennially one of the top offensive lines in college football. Moving to Florida State, it's obviously a, a little bit different. Uh, it's a new offensive system run by Kendall Bryles, the new offensive coordinator this year. Um, so it's really kind of hard to tell with Alex Brook, But he did play really well on Saturday. Went 15 for 20 uh, completions, and he had, he had two touchdowns and, and no interceptions. So I think a really good performance from him. He was part of the reason that Florida State won that game on Saturday. Um and I think all we can say now is that he's capable of working in this offense and, and not kind of collapsing under pressure but as far as making a full judgment on Alex Hornibrook it's, it's way too early to tell
2: got you so between Hornibrook slash Blackman Acres and Tamari Ontario obviously I think the C-State fans are familiar with the offense of Florida State but who stands out on the defensive side
3: the defense it's, it's got to be number 21 Marvin Wilson the huge defensive tackle uh, he's a junior at Florida State, and it's, you know, again, or probably going to be his last season with the Seminoles. He'll, he'll most likely be going to the draft next year. Uh, I think pro football focus has him as the highest-rated defensive tackle in the country so far this season through four games. Um, he's been absolutely amazing. He's got three sacks and uh, four-and-a-half tackles for loss already. But, I mean, if, if, if NC State has any bit of a run game, Larry Wilson's going to do his best to put a stop to that.
2: Alright, and finally, what's your score prediction for this matchup?
3: Score prediction? It's, it's, a, it's a tough one to call. And I think Florida State's kind of uh, you know, got, got a lot of confidence going into this one after they win by double digits at home against Louisville. NC State, I think, is going to be a bit of a tougher game for them. But ultimately, I think, with the enthusiasm around the performance from last weekend, Florida State's going to go on to win this one uh, 38-24. And that was my score prediction last night on our radio show down here in Tallahassee, so I'm sticking with it. I'm going to go 38-24 Seminoles.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us, Brett.
3: Awesome. Thanks, man.
0: All right. Jalen, really appreciate when when other people come on and, and give us the rundown of the opposing team, and I think he could have been a little bit more brutal with us. I'm not sure how much NCAA success is there's going to be on Saturday. No, no, not much, and certainly won't be a high-scoring game for the Wolfpack, I and, don't think. And, you know, he said – you know, the running game might not fare well with the defensive line, and that's where we're supposed to get points. So I'm not super confident <laughs> on what I've heard so far.
2: Yeah, um, definitely try to avoid runs up the middle, I would say, if Des wants any advice from me.
0: <laughs> I think every play should be a jet sweep.
2: Seriously, bring back the jet sweep, man. It the worked, first right? two weeks, What's they were up? jet sweeping Come everywhere, on. and now <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. Come on, get Keon to the the jet sweep.
0: That's, we need to give him the ball. All right, all right. We're gonna go into score predictions to close this out. Jalen, we'll start with you. What do you think the score will be in Tallahassee on Saturday night? I'm gonna go 28-17 Florida State. Eleven point victory for Florida State. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be very close. You don't think so? Just
2: enough to give me hope,
0: but I feel like it's 11 is yeah. enough to make okay. it a clear loss. That's fair. 11 is enough to give you hope, but right. not <laughs> but too much to to be any chance. Right. All right, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go kind of in a similar boat. I don't think it'll be quite that close. Um, I'm gonna go with I think, you know, Dunn gets a couple field goals in there. Um, I'll say NC State sixteen, Florida State thirty one. Sheesh. I just I just don't have a whole lot of faith in this offense and you know, I'm you know, obviously our run defense is supposed to be the strong suit. If Acres has success at all, it's gonna open up the rest of the field and I don't I don't foresee that being a very close game. I mean, not just lack of faith in us. You have a lot of faith in Florida State. I mean, I mean, look 31. at Cam Akers, bro. Look at him. I don't know, man. They also He's lost nasty. to Boise State. I don't know. For First ACC, I'm not sure how we're going to fare against this tough competition. No, that's true. That's a good point. But um, I think that's all we got for today. Um, be on the lookout for the Wolfpack wager later in the week. That'll be a very fun one, talking about this game for sure. But um again I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Camden Spate. And I'm video editor Jalen Harrington. And we'll see you guys next week.